We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. So right now, is it true that the population here uh, is, is, is how many? Well, 50,000 is the population of the Texas illegal alien population after the Biden border crisis, right? Well, we're not exactly sure the exact number of people who live at Colony Ridge, and that's actually one of the challenges in reporting on it. Estimates range from 40,000 to 75,000, uh, and some people like uh, independent reporter Michael Yawn say that it's actually being built to accommodate 200,000 people, and it is currently in the middle of a rapid expansion. Uh, but one of the difficulties in estimating this population is that it is just outside of the town of Plum Grove. That's a small little Texas town of about 1,000 people. And this is all clear-cutted floodplain, former forest. And as you can see in that video there, it's growing rather, rather rapidly. Yeah. So we're not sure exactly how many people are there currently. And what's interesting about this is if you look for any advertisements in Texas or search the Internet for County Ridge, uh, how do I look at a piece of property or maybe purchase it? You won't see much because all of the marketing and advertising is actually targeted at people who are currently not in the United States. Basically, they're encouraging them and enticing them, come to America, cross the border illegally, and here you'll have your little plot of land. Exactly. And when you look at some of these marketing materials, first off, I haven't been able to find any marketing material that's in English. Everything is in Spanish. And you can actually see on some of their social media ads, they say, and this is a direct quote, own land in the United States. <laughs> so they say own land in the United States. They, they say that you can reach out via WhatsApp. That is an application that is tailored to international communication. Mm -hmm. And if you actually look at their LinkedIn profile, it says that they have a lot of workers who live in Latin America, particularly Colombia. So it's an open question as to why, if they are allegedly selling American land to American citizens, why they have such a, a workforce that's based in Latin America, uh, and why, why they are using apps that are made for international communications, and why they are resorting to financing methods like the individual taxpayer identification number, which is available to those who are in the country illegally. Yeah, let's talk about the financing aspect of this, because first of all, we're told that these people are coming here and breaking our immigration laws and plowing across our border because they are refugees. They are seeking asylum here because they're either fleeing crime or political persecution, murders, and also, let's face it, economic prosperity that they can find here. But the impression is that they're impoverished, that they don't have a penny to their name. So how is it that they can get here and suddenly become real estate investors when American citizens, many of them at a certain age, can't afford to own their own property. Well, the financing aspect of it is very interesting. We know that right now the, the development is split up into six subdivisions, uh, the largest of which is about 34,000 acres. And again, it's growing. It roughly covers 60 square miles right now. So there's clearly a demand for this. That's well, almost that, the size of si Washington, D.C. I was going to say, 60 square miles is the District of Columbia, our nation's capital, where I'm sitting right now. Yes, yes, exactly. It's about 50% 50, uh, 50 larger than Manhattan currently. Wow. Um, and again, it is in the middle 
of a massive growth. So that we, we know that there is economic demand for this. Uh, the way that the financing works is you have a cheap down payment. It's something like $500, $1,000. And then there is a, uh, uh, the interest rate tends to hover around 13, 14, 15%. So there's little economic incentive to buy there unless you had to resort to these uh, non-traditional um, these non-traditional methods of financing. Again, they use the ITIN, the Individual Taxpayer Identification Number, and that is something that you can get even if you were here in the country illegally. Yeah. Uh, so now this is in lieu of a Social Security number because obviously that's only used for American citizens or naturalized or, or, or um, legal immigrants to this country. But these illegal immigrants, they can obtain this uh, Individual Taxpayer Number and it's legal for them to then take out a loan or a mortgage utilizing that number? That financing is legal. Uh, and a lot of the concerns surrounding this, I spoke with uh, Todd Benzman, for example, he's at the Center for Immigration Studies, uh, is that while that aspect of it is legal, uh, there's certainly concern that uh, illegal activity may be happening there. Uh, law enforcement has told Benzman that there's actually Sinaloa and golf cartels invested early on in the project. So you've got a number of different concerns here, and my report delved into both the financing aspect of it, the scale and the growth, but also the potential for illegality. Uh, and what some national security experts have told me, it, it may provide a, a lily pad almost for cartel elements, and this is 400 miles north of the border. So some are worried that Colony Ridge could become a strategic hub for cartel elements. Let's take a look again at this video footage you took on the ground there driving through Colony Ridge. If we can, if we can see that video, because I mean, these are hardly McMansions here. Uh, it looks as though people acquire their land and then they basically either live in a vehicle or live in a trailer, or you can see some people starting to develop or build some homes here. Uh, but, but basically they buy their land and then they can just live there you know, clearly there's no homeowners association keeping up the standards here. So there's nothing stopping drug cartels from buying up big chunks of these plots and sending their mules, sending their drug dealers across the border illegally. And boom, they're now suddenly taking up shop and, and taking up residence right outside of Houston. Exactly. One of the most concerning aspects of this is that we it's simply hard to to know all the facts about Colony Ridge. Again, this is, a, is an area uh, that is just outside of a little small town, Plum Grove. It's about 40 miles uh, northeast of Houston, so it's just a little bit outside of America's fourth largest metropolitan area. Uh, hmm. But we don't know exactly who's there. We don't know exactly how many people are there. Uh, and details are, are hard to come by because this is something that uh, appears to have happened, again, just outside of a major city, uh, and, but without the knowledge of many people And in the almost area. overnight. Tell me what you know about this developer, William Trey Harris. So William Trey Harris is the man behind this development, and interestingly enough, he does have financial ties to a number of different Texas politicians. We know that uh, he gave $1.4 million to Governor Greg Abbott. Uh, his wife, Celeste Harris, gave another $100,000 to Governor Greg Abbott's campaign. Um, we reached out to Governor Abbott. He has not yet responded to us. Um, but Harris has also donated to a, a number of other politicians. He also gave maximum donations to United States Congressman Morgan Luttrell, as well as a couple of state representatives. So it's very clear that he has donated to a number of different Republican politicians in the area. But there's no evidence that any political favors have been given to this man. And the development itself, the real estate scheme, is not in itself illegal, but it certainly runs contrary to some of the immigration rhetoric that we hear from those politicians. Well, it certainly does. And perhaps the most interesting case when it comes to these donations is their state representative, Ernest Bales. 
he received $1,800 from, uh, from Trey Harris. But he also received money from the lobbying firm, the pack of the lobbying firm that Trey Harris uses. He received uh, a several, several thousand dollars from the Entergy pack. That's the energy company that actually services all six subdivisions. And he also received $10,000 from Randy Ellis. Uh, we cross-referenced some obituaries. It looks like Ellis is actually the cousin uh, of Bales. But funny enough, Randy Ellis, he owns a clearing and construction company that has been employed by Colony Ridge. So there is a number of interesting connections uh, that are worthy of investigation. So, I mean, part of the problem here, I think, to sum it up is here's this real estate development that is acting as a magnet for people, encouraging people to come to this country illegally, take advantage of our lax border security, and then basically setting people up on the road to some sort of, you know, American dream once you get here, number one, but also this guy and his associates, his companies that, he, that work with him, they're all benefiting. There's no other way to put it. They are financially benefiting from illegal immigration and our lax border security. And uh, I spoke with Benzman again, and he told me that he's calling on Congress to investigate, to investigate Colony Ridge. Um, right now, again, Colony Ridge, it's, it's, it's something that is just coming into public consciousness. Uh, and the first step is, is investigating it here in the media. Yeah. Uh, but Benzman believes that the second step is for lawmakers to take action. Well, and also they should be looking into the uh, illegal behavior there. Uh, God knows there's probably drug dealing going on and sadly, probably prostitution and maybe even worse, considering what we know about child trafficking along the southern border. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today.